0: Hey guys! Welcome in, please take off your shoes. I just vacuumed and I mopped the floors for you. Thanks, Elvis. You're welcome, Paul. I also got a bunch of cocktail shrimp and arranged them around a cocktail glass. I don't know if you guys would like that, but I thought it felt fitting for high-class, high-stakes bingo, which is an important part of our game tonight.
1: Man, we usually just do pizza. I've never thought about going through the trouble for finger foods.
0: Well, Mason, I thought to myself, You know, I never do, like, actual social parties, so I'm not ever going to get to do cocktail shrimp normally, or like, like, properly. So I'm going to do it for the game. I've also got crackers with, like, sort of expensive cheese on them. I think you're supposed to get a special kind of fancy cracker for that. Well, you must have to order those special, Larry, because I don't know where to find them. There's also some carrots and some assorted vegetables, but I just sort of put those on a plate because I started to get bored with the idea. But it was already too far to stop by the time that I got the vegetables. Honestly, this is really great. It's going to be the classiest role-playing night we've done so far. You should have put on a tux, because the Big Bingo Bone Heist is all about style. Okay, so sit down. Here's the thing. Each of you guys were browsing the Facebook marketplace to find criminal jobs to do. And you find a listing posted by a guy named Boss McBainer. He wants you to meet up with him in an old abandoned warehouse. Come alone, he says, because he has the biggest criminal heist plan that you'll ever
1: see. All right, and we all assume that we're dumb enough to respond to this Facebook ad? Of course, Mason.
0: Many hundreds of iterations of your characters perhaps saw this ad and thought it was dumb and they passed it up. But the guys that you're playing right now are the ones who took that chance and decided to meet at this warehouse. So it's like multidimensional fate, where 99% of the time I skip the adventure. Yeah, of course, Lowry. That's a thing that people believe in. This is a modern city setting, but there's such a thing as magic. It's just that barely anyone practices it because it's evil. Wait, Elvis, did we have the option to know magic? No, 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 you're not evil enough. You don't know me, Elvis, I might be. No, trust me, you're not evil enough to know the magic in this setting. Magic in this setting is just so evil. Oh man, you don't know. Well, evil like how? What what do people say? Like, evil like if you had a good relationship with your grandma, but every Christmas you don't call intentionally just because it makes her sad. Evil. Like, pure, just for its own sake, evil. So magic is real, but it makes your grandma sad. Yes. And you can't bring yourself to do that to grandma. Or at least you don't see the point. So, alright, got it. There is a fine line between this type of evil and just being outright stupid. This is skeletor levels of stupid. That is the point, Lowry. It's exactly what I'm going for. So anyway, you guys all knock at the front door of this old abandoned warehouse, and you're let in one by one. There's one light on in the whole place, and it's hanging over a dingy poker table, with half a bottle of whiskey and a bunch of playing cards scattered across it. Aw man, did you guys start drinking before I got here? The guy who let you in is a very, very old man. His eyelids droop down to his cheeks. He's got skin like a turkey. His bones are so knobbly that when his knees touch together, it sounds like billiard balls. He lifts up a trembling finger and says, So what if I have, uh, what are you, the doctor, the doctor police? Yeah, I said no cops allowed on my Facebook ad. Yeah, now you gotta do drugs to prove you're not a cop. He pulls a butterscotch from his shirt pocket and hands it to you. Are there drugs in this? Because I'll do it if it's drugs. Uh, what? No, it's a butterscotch, stupid. Oh. Well, I don't like butterscotch, so. He spreads out a paper map of Disneyland on the table, trying desperately to keep the corners from curling up. All right, here's the job. We're gonna bust into this mansion and steal the magic bones of Lord Bonesmell the Third. They're the most valuable and magical bones in the entire magical world. Wizards, warlocks, and those half-naked goat people that play the pan flute. They'll all pay top money for these. Absolute top. Think of a number. And they'll pay bigger than that.
1: Gaze thoughtfully at the map. Ah, yeah. I always knew it. Lord Bonesmell lives here in the castle in the center of the park, doesn't
0: he? What? Oh, darn it, I got the wrong map. Uh, okay, never mind. He inarticulately sweeps the map off the table. All that's important is smells. Bones, bones are in the basement, and he's having one of his high-stakes bingo tournaments tonight. All we gotta do is sneak in, and while his people are busy with the event, grab all the bones and
1: make it out. All right, but I just want to say, I guarantee there's gold or something in that Disney castle.
0: I, I said never mind that! Now listen, the first step is the most important part of the plan. It's crucial that you... Y- <laughs> Boss McBainer collapses on the floor. Uh. Go and check his pulse. Uh, Mr. Boehner, sir? He's extremely dead. In fact, he's already cold. You've never seen anyone die this fast. I don't think he's breathing. As a criminal, do you think that Mr. Boner legally rented this place, or are we all trespassing? Oh, well... I am actually Mr. Boehner's nephew, and I can tell you for a fact that he did not rent this place legally, and he doesn't want to be resuscitated. So we should just take his stuff and do the heist without him.
1: Oh well, sorry to hear about your loss.
0: Yeah, me and Uncle Boehner. We used to go fishing every Thursday. The man was crazy about fishing. He's always saying, One day, one day, Paul, I'm gonna land a mackerel. Isn't a mackerel like an ocean fish? That Boehner, he he
1: didn't know he didn't know mackerels from potatoes. Yeah, well, take all the time you need, unless the heist is time-sensitive, in which case, hurry up. Why?
0: I I used to go to the park with good old Uncle Boehner every weekend in the summers, and and as you can see, I'm just broken up about losing the man. Originally, bless his heart, we were all going to split the heist evenly, but because Boehner was such a giving guy, I, I think that he would be fine if I took his portion to pay
1: for his funeral. My name is Paul Boehner, don't worry, I'm the boss now. Well, I'm Mason, I crack locks and stuff. The Facebook post didn't actually ask for any skills, but I do have some. That's why, I, that's why I answered the thing.
0: My name is Lowry. I didn't graduate high school, and I will openly admit in any interview that I don't go in early. So I got fired from my last job at the video store because I was selling liquor without a license. And because it was a video store, they don't sell liquor. If this job doesn't work out, I was planning to rob a gas station. Well, you guys just sound like exactly the people that Boehner was looking for, and it is my pleasure to take over this crack team. Clearly, Uncle Boehner did his homework and got guys that were just... that were gonna go the extra mile. And his last gift to me is you guys.
1: Oh, oh, wow. <laughs> I, You know, he actually didn't respond to any of my messages, so I thought that... Uh... No, I mean, I mean, you're on Facebook. He probably combed through your profile and
0: everything. I was actually using my sister's Facebook page. Well, uh, obviously he saw right through that. I mean, you didn't write like a lady, so he knew that you.
1: He, he knew. So what was his big plan then? What's this big heist? Oh, it's it's huge.
0: It's going to be a huge heist, and you guys might need to invest some in the heist. So be prepared to spring your bank account. But first, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna scope things out. Uh, Elvis, I checked Boehner's pockets to see if he brought any notes, like actual maps that we would need, or anything. You find an ungodly amount of butterscotch, and buried deep inside all that are some note cards. It looks like it was to remind him what his plan was in case he forgot. Ah, good old Uncle Boehner, always keeping notes. You know, I always said don't do this. It makes it really easy for the police to throw you in jail if you get arrested. You glance over them, and actually it's really sparse. In bullets, it just says, Go to basement. Do Bones. and it looks like he took my advice and didn't write down anything terribly incriminating. You couldn't get busted on this. The genius, Uncle Boehner, in his own way. But on the back of one of the cards, it looks like he hand printed a list of road directions from Google Maps. Ah, but he forgot one of the key details. Alright, get out my phone. Where's the destination? The destination is basically this warehouse. But it looks like he just copied the directions backwards, because the origin point is an address up in the hills where the wealthy, evil wizards live. Okay, so either this is his house, and he's an evil wizard, or this is where we're supposed to go. Oh yeah, so, the plan! Alright, so anyway, definitely the plan is pretty involved. Like, I won't spell it all out at once, It it won't make sense until you see the pieces in action. Uncle Banner has been planning this out for... years! But you know he he was really tight lipped about a lot of this and uh, didn't like to discuss it. Wouldn't want me to discuss it. So first thing we need to do is go to this address. All right. And what are we gonna do there? All right. Listen, I just told you that I was not gonna spell out the plan, and you completely disobeyed a direct order. This is gonna be a major like problem in our relationship. Yeah. So. Okay. Okay. But step one of the plan. I, I has told you to it's be... not gonna make sense until we actually get there and it all falls into but, place. But it's not a plan if we get there and we don't know what's going on. Okay. But on. you see. Okay, but you see all right, we're gonna get there and then you're gonna see, it's gonna make sense. look, I'm not good at describing things visually, so you're gonna have to see it and then after you see it, I'll say, you see that the the plan is to interact with that I mean, okay I uh, okay, i I guess I guess I'll go to a second location with a complete stranger in a criminal organization of some sort. Yeah, right, okay, so yeah, you'll do that and then we're gonna we're gonna go to Lord Bonesmell's mansion at some point during all of this and uh, he's got a bingo tournament. And then bingo bingo, it's all gonna make sense. You're gonna see. You know, I've got an idea. What if we don't do the heist? What if we all just rob a gas station together? I've always wanted to do this with friends.
1: I don't want to rob a gas station. I mean, then I'm not gonna get to pick any locks. What's the point of that? Besides, high-effort stuff is always worth more money. I'm, I'm pretty sure that's how it works, you know, Lowry?
0: I don't know. I mean, if you think about it, it's like four years to get a teaching degree, and then I'm pretty sure that you just don't get paid anywhere near the effort that you put in. And plus, like, if you think about it, Going to rob a bunch of gas stations in one night, like, think about how many gas stations you could rob at once. That's kind of high effort, and you kind of get a lot of money for it, you know? So, college versus robbing a gas station, I think that I'm the winner here. Larry, your serial robbery idea is genius, but pedestrian. Let's try and aim higher. Well, it has to be pedestrian because I can't afford a car. That's the only reason why I haven't taken on this plan so far. But if you guys have a car, or if you guys own a motorcycle... Oh, we could do these sweet drive-by robberies with machine guns, and then we could rob, like, armored vans and then drive into sewer drains. It'd be so cool. Well, think about this, okay? You do this big heist, and then you could buy a motorcycle, like, top of the line, and you can afford ammo, too. People always overlook the cost of ammo. Ah, man. So... Yeah, I didn't think about the cost of buying ammo. I also didn't buy a gun. I was just going to put my finger in my pocket and be like, look out, I'm going to shoot you. Yeah, so we'll start baby steps first, a, a big, like, elaborate heist. And then, and then you can work your way up to robbing
1: gas stations. Mason, how about you? What, what is your dream that you're chasing? I want to own my own hot dog cart. Oh, and then when Lowry drives up to rob me, I'm going to get in a wicked shootout with him. And then it's going to turn out that my hot dog cart has missiles built into it, and I blow Lowry up.
0: Nuh-uh. uh uh because my motorcycle is going to have a force field. You're stupid, Mason. My machine guns shoot armor-piercing bullets.
1: Well, I'm gonna have special bunker-buster missiles that blow up force fields.
0: Well, I'm gonna use my money to buy a laser-point defense system that shoots down missiles before they hit
1: me. Well, my missiles will be made out of mirrors, so they reflect your lasers back at you, killing you instantly. Lowry, what now?
0: Well, my motorcycle has a nuclear reactor, so when it explodes, it blows up the whole city and you die too, stupid. You're just gonna kill yourself, Mason. Well, gentlemen, this is all extremely plausible, and fills me with hope for this mission. So, uh... First things first, let's just get to this address, and then let's talk about the amount of money that you're going to have to invest in the plan. Okay, but like I said, I hope you have a car, because otherwise we have to walk.
1: Yeah, I had to catch the last bus out here, and then I had to wait around for a couple hours, so... Yeah, not to worry, you know, a a guy like me would have a car. I take everyone
0: out to the parking lot where a beat-up old 90s-era hatchback is waiting. The engine will barely turn over, but I get us going. See, gentlemen, a stick shift is more responsive. Today's kids are all going to forget the art of powerful driving with their automatic windows and emission standards. So hey, Mason, how exactly do you get locks open?
1: Well, I got this really good power drill. Sweet. The professional's real choice. That's some top-notch
0: locksmith stuff right there. You guys head out in the hills and up the rolling countryside. You pull up to the mansion and you see people are just driving through the front gate. They're getting out of their cars after parking in a lot, walking to the front door, and then handing something to the doorman. Then they go in. Everyone who arrives is wearing rich black robes.
1: Okay, what now, Paul? I'm seeing it, but I I don't get the next step of the plan.
0: An excellent question, right? And bear in mind, again, I'm very poor at explaining things, so, uh, you know, but obviously you've never done a big heist like this before, or the next step would be obvious.
1: Well, yeah, I, I mean, um, I've always dreamed of, like, cracking a safe at a casino. But if I had to guess, I bet we could put on some robes and then sneak in. Yeah,
0: that was actually exactly what Uncle Boehner said that we'd do. You might be a natural at this, Mason. All right, great. So all we have to do is sneak up on someone, point our finger at them, and pretend it's a gun and tell them to give us their robes. Well, I, I mean, we could just probably procure our own robes without immediately resorting to violence. Oh, you brought your own robes? Well, because you know? I guess Uncle Boehner did fill you in on all the details. Well, I mean, sure. I got myself some robes, obviously. I mean, like, it's it's in the trunk, in the spare tire well. It would be a hassle to get it out, so
1: don't worry. But, uh, I assume you guys
0: didn't bring robes.
1: Well, no one told
0: us to. Like
1: I said, he, he wouldn't respond to my Facebook messages. Well, you
0: were supposed to have your own robes. I mean, absolutely. It's clearly part of the plan. I mean, if you guys had had experience with this, you would have known to bring your own robes. I mean, any wizard mansion, you, everyone wears robes. I brought mine. They're in the trunk. But, okay, look, there's no point in getting out just one pair of robes. So you guys, you've just
1: really let me down. Man, I I knew I knew I was going to get fired from another job.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't have signed up if I knew there was a dress code. Larry doesn't do dress code.
1: Look, I'm sure
0: it was in the fine print somewhere. Did you guys click the link at the uh, side? And it's in small text. I pull out my phone. I don't see where it says anything about the robes. Can you show where that uh, is? Ah... Uh, Well, I I could have sworn, man, Uncle Boehner, he was going senile. He was talking about the robes all this time and, and, uh, curse his Alzheimer's. You know, he had Alzheimer's, by the way. Just, just tragic. He did a lot of heists in his youth, one every Christmas, and I, it was a big family thing. We'd all get together for Christmas and rob a bank. I was hoping the heist would help him get back into a state of lucidity, but, you know, tragedy struck and he died. We never could have predicted this.
1: Okay, so it's not our fault. We're still good robbers for the first time, right? So what if we do Lowry's plan? We'll just beat those guys up and take the robes.
0: Uh, okay, uh, well, we beat those guys up and, and, and we're trying to lay low and sneak in, Mason, right? What, what kind of insane suggestion is that? Uh, hang on. Google, find a party store. Your phone provides directions to a party store. Okay, see? Robes, we can just get robes. We don't have to kill people for robes. I'm, they cost like 20 bucks. 20 bucks? Paul, come on. All right, all right, Lowry. You just let me get the robes, okay? I get robes all the time. You would not believe how good I am at collecting robes because so many uptown parties like this require you to infiltrate by wearing robes. I've done this kind of heist a thousand times. Wait, well, if you've done this a thousand times, how come you don't have a bunch of robes of your that's own? That's, cause there's a lot of elements that go into these robe thing, like sometimes they wear different colors, I have a red robe, but these guys are wearing black. Pure black has been out of style for ten years, alright? And, and, and I, there's another step to my plan, I resell them, okay? That's part of the trick. You do crime in a certain set of robes, and it's a good idea to resell the robes afterward, or better, return them to the store. For even a full money, and and then the cops and the evil wizards, they can't find you because they can't link you to the robes that you did the crime in. Okay, basic high stuff. All right, all right, you're learning. I drive the party to the store. All right, you head down to the nation's leading party store, Party Catastrophe. It's open for another 15 minutes. Perfect. Okay, guys, so there's a trick to buying robes, to buying anything, really, and I'm going to show you. Elvis, I go in the store, grab three sets of cheesy Halloween robes, then go to the register.
1: Oh, can I get nunchucks? Nunchucks? Yeah, nunchucks, you know, in case a fight breaks out. Okay, first of all, nunchucks are a movie prop. No one really uses them to fight. Bruce Lee did. Bruce
0: Lee was in movies. No one uses nunchucks in real life. And second of all, we are trying not
1: to be caught. If a fight breaks out, we have or- we've failed the infiltration. <sighs> Fine, but you're gonna feel really dumb when a fight breaks out and we don't have nunchucks. All right, go to the register.
0: Hi, I'd like to buy these three robes, but I saw there was a coupon online for a buy one get two free type of deal, so I would like to not pay for the other two of these robes. The cashier goes, oh, do you have that coupon with you? No, I just saw it online, but it's a really good deal, so I figured you'd be aware of it, since a lot of people would be taking advantage of it. I mean, I guess it's the off-season, but you should know. Well, I'm not aware of any coupons. It's definitely online, listen. Do you have the coupon? I I saw the coupon before I came in here to shop. And I, I would not have wasted my time coming in here if it wasn't for the coupon. Do you understand okay, me? if you can show me the coupon, then I, it's look, I can It's an online coupon. It. it should be in your computer system. You could look my it up. My register isn't, like, built into the internet. Don't it's, tell it's me that they're not in system. the system. How do you scan them in, then? They're in the cloud on the internet where you post them. I would expect that an employee would know that their store's coupons are... Well, uh, this, <laughs> is this not your job? Can I speak to your manager? So I, j- I just need you to show me a coupon. Can I speak... To your manager. What is your name? I, I am the manager, sir. I'm the only one working tonight. Okay, what is your district phone number? I am going to call the district manager because this is just unbelievable. I am a regular customer, and I have never been so badly well, mistreated. look, sir, I... Uh, Give me your phone uh, you can- number for the district manager. I am going to tell them about you. And you know what? Actually, I'm going to call the police, too. You- why would you call the police? To get an official statement in. I, I, I so if I have to I, go sir, to court with your sir, company about this, it's going to be on the record somewhere. I, I, I don't... Sir, the store is closing, and I need you All right, to I'm leave. calling the cops. Did you just raise your hand to hit me? Did you just raise your hand to hit me? I'm telling okay. the police. you know what? Look, fine. Okay, they're super cheap. I can ring up three for one. Fine. They're in the discount aisle anyway. It, thanks. She rings you up. Ah, oh, thanks. You know, I'm really sorry. You know, it's just... I've been ripped off before, you know, it's like, I don't want to get ripped off again. It makes me feel dumb. You know how it is. I'm sorry uh-huh. to get out of the case. She gives you the receipt and then locks the door behind you as you leave. Alright, so Lowry, the next time you feel the need to rob a gas station, reflect on what you just saw me do. We're going to return these robes for refunds and conveniently lose the receipt that shows that we got them for free. We're going to make money on this, see? That's how you rob a store. That's dumb. You didn't even get any cash. And you didn't even have a gun. A robbery would have been so much cooler. Man! Well, you know, it's like they say: you can lead a fish to water, but you can't make them drink. Anyway, we got our robes. Let's go. I think
1: they say you can lead a horse to water. Yeah, you can lead a horse to water, but what's the point? I mean, if you if you lead the horse to water, then well, that doesn't make any sense because horses drink
0: water eventually when they get thirsty. I mean, like a fish is so used to water, it's oblivious to it; it doesn't even think about it. Tragic, really. It says a lot about all of us. Eventually, your engine turns over, and you guys get back up the hills with your Halloween robes. All right, pull the car over right next to one of the fancy rides these people came in. Sure, you park right between a Ferrari and a McLaren F1. Open the door a little too fast and hit the McLaren. You ding one of the most expensive cars in the world. Ah, shoot. Well, I'm sure that'll buff out. Uh, all right, boys, get your robes on. You throw on your cheap Halloween robes. Now, how exactly are you going to do this? All right, boys, listen up. So, the way to get into places like this is to walk up behind another group that's getting in legit... And then, as they're being checked and the guard is busy, just walk in ahead of them as though you got cleared to do so. Don't stand behind and don't wait. Act like you're more important than everyone. If the guard calls at you, don't turn around. You belong, it doesn't even occur to you to think he's talking to you. Remember, the staff are the help, and you're the guest of honor. So that's it? We're just walking in? You're gonna be floored by how easily this works. Everyone else's robes look really nice. These things are like paper thin. Alright, look at me, okay? I'll have you know these robes are imported directly from France. They're made from the hair of the golden Adelaide beagle. The waiting list to get one of these would normally require at least three years. They're handmade by a blind, yodeling Sherpa with 60 years of experience in the craft. Let me speak to your manager. Better yet, the district manager. Won't these people be the district manager? Or above him? Uh, yeah, you know what, you're right. Just always refer to a higher authority, and if there is no higher authority, run.
1: Alright, got it. Lead on.
0: Thank you, I will. It's exactly like Uncle Boehner playing it. This is how he got in the World Series, by the way. The man didn't believe in hopping fences. He believed that fences were there to keep out the employees. All right, so you pull up behind three women in dark robes. There's a young one, a middle-aged one, and an old one. They hand the guard an envelope. All right, just walk in without stopping. Don't make eye contact with anyone. Don't act like I'm not sure about this. I belong, and the guard is mistaken. All right, you walk right by him. The guard goes, hey, you have to, hey, Sirs? Sirs? The oldest of the ladies you passed goes, Well, hurry up! Is our invitation valid or do we have to talk to your manager? The guard goes, Oh, 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 right, right, sorry, madam. And he turns his attention away from you. You see, guys, the secret is everyone is busy and has lives and doesn't have time to make you the center of attention. That's why everyone in power is a weird sociopath, because everyone else is too busy and doesn't want to go through the hassle to stop them. Trust me, any day now, I'm gonna make it big.
1: I don't know... I feel like you're gonna have to sell a lot of Halloween robes if you're gonna move up in the world. Well,
0: that's obviously why we're doing the bone heist, Mason. To get rich. Wait, I thought the bones had magical powers. You know, like, make a psychic gun to rob a gas station. Well, yeah, I mean, maybe. Certainly, that's what some people would do with magic powers, rob a gas station. But magic is only limited by your imagination. For example, you could use magic to scry for someone who would pay top dollar to buy these magic bones from you. But then we wouldn't have
1: the bones.
0: We wouldn't need them. We'd have tons of money to buy more magic things, and then we'll resell the magic and become magic retail giants. Like the Target or Amazon of magic but bones.
1: people who have the magic that, that want the bones should have the magic to rip us off,
0: right? Uh, you know what, these are fine details. And my Uncle Boehner, he was never really one for fine details in a plan. All right, they call it counting your lizards before they hatch. You don't open a pet store and just sell eggs. Right, yeah, you buy a lizard cage first, and then some lizard food, and then after you kill a couple of lizards, you learn how to take care of them, and then you sell the live yes, ones. Yes, you're stretching the metaphor, but yes, that's kind of the right. The ladies you passed enter the building and start walking down the hall. They're chatting noisily. I sure hope the competition is a lot more stiff this year. I'm getting a little tired of winning all the time. <laughs> they all cackle. Of course, Martha, but that didn't stop you from peeking. Well, Lucinda, when it's right there to see, you can't help yourself. Well, what was the portent this year? Well, girls, let's just say if the prospects were dim, my hip would have been acting up too much for me to come. (laughs) Eee! Alright, guys. These lovely ladies know where they're going, so let's follow them, figure out where the crowds are gonna be, and then start looking for the basement. You guys follow the ladies for a while, and as you come to a set of large double doors, a guard in an old-timey royal-looking outfit stops you and says, Excuse me? We got notice that someone came through without displaying an invitation. Could I please ask you all to present your invitations again? Again? We just went through this all of five seconds ago. Sorry, sir. It's just we can't let anyone in without an invitation. Or what? If someone sneaks into this little soiree, they'll stand out like a Hershey bar and an assorted box of imported chocolates. Just look for someone wandering around in a bunch of robes that were clearly bought last minute from a costume store. The guard goes silent for a moment. Now look, it's not exactly easy to reach into my pockets in this thing, so if you could please step aside and use a bit of common sense to profile the people that you're looking for, obviously none of us look like we wandered in from off the streets. Uh, uh, well, it's just a matter of formal procedure. What is your name? Lord Bonesmell wouldn't appreciate I if I... your name. We'll see what Lord Bonesmell has to say when he hears that I've been hassled by guards because they couldn't tell a guest from a party crasher. You know, when I went to the high-stakes bingo tournament of Jafar Mustafar, his security had actually memorized the photos of the guests. We didn't need to present invitations because they recognized your face. One of the ladies in front of you says, Now listen here, if this becomes a thing and we waste another minute, my invitation is going to be the last thing that you ever see. We were last year's winners. If you don't recognize us, I swear on my mother's grave, I'll give you something to remember. Another lady says, Oh, don't get mother involved, you know how she is when she's woken from her rest. The old lady says, Don't what would you know, she always takes my side. You'd appreciate it more if you'd live up to her expectations. The guard says, uh, uh, Look, uh, alright, none of you match the description, I, I, I think I made a mistake to bother you, please go ahead. The guard stands aside and lets you in. The oldest woman in the group ahead walks up to you, Paul, and she goes, That was some good caroning. I know you're full of crap, but I like your style. These tournaments need more bold personalities. You can come sit next to us. I've got a plan to win the whole shebang. Why, thank you, madam. It would be my pleasure. So you won the last thing, huh? We certainly did. And if you play your bingo cards right, maybe you'll win too. I'll let you in on a little secret. There's no rules.
1: So there's no such thing as cheating. Wait, is that like an official rule? That there's no rules? Because I always hate that. That's an oxymoron or a paradox. Sure,
0: yes. There's an absence of rules. Who cares what you call it? The point is, there's no rules and the guards are ordered not to enforce any once the game starts. Wait, so how do you know that you've won? If there's no rules, you could just call yourself the winner at any time. (laughs) I think you may be asking the right questions, young man. You've won when everyone else agrees that you have. Then, madam, I'm going to announce right now, we've won, if you would agree. She gives you a pinch on the cheek. You'll get it soon enough, but save your triumph for the starting gun. You can't win anything until the game is begun. You guys follow the old women to their seats. It's a huge dining hall with a bunch of beautifully carved wooden tables, luxurious tapestries, and the kind of hors d'oeuvres that you'd have to pay hundreds of dollars for, all laid out neatly within grabbing distance. The old woman scoops up a handful of some kind of beautifully prepared eel with a sheet of sugar glass on it, and she begins eating them like crackers.
1: If I were you, I'd eat what you can before the game begins. Start shoveling food into my jacket pockets underneath the robe.
0: That's a good idea. I should have brought my purse. Curse the lack of foresight. The room is filled up with all kinds of crazy characters. There's a guy in a pointy wizard hat. You're pretty sure that man has goat legs. Over there, that guy's just a floating head. Everyone here is obviously magically gifted in some way, or in ownership of some kind of magical artifact. There's a guy with a medallion, and when he spins a little piece on it, his hair gets bigger and he starts talking in a deeper voice. Paul, I don't want to alarm you, but I think if we actually play bingo with these people, we're gonna get banished to the shadow realm. Right you are, Lowry. Not to worry, we'll slip out before things get too intense. When's all this supposed to start, anyway? A bald old guy walks up on stage at the front of the dining hall, and everyone goes quiet. Greetings, everyone. Welcome to the second annual high-stakes bingo tournament. I'd particularly like to welcome the Bertley Sisters, making their triumphant return after being the only survivors of the previous event. The ladies you're sitting with wave and give a little hoot. A pleasure winning, Lord Bonesmell. Got to love the Bertley Sisters, and now I know you're all eager to get into it, so I'll start by refreshing you on the rules. Well, that's it for The rules. So, go ahead and grab your cards! Lord Bonesmell walks over to one of those little bingo rollers. He turns it over a few times, grabs a bingo ball, looks at it, and announces, B-17! One of the sisters next to you leaps up to her feet and yells, BINGO! Another voice yells in the room, HEY! SHE'S CHEATING! WHAT? HOW DARE YOU! WHY DON'T YOU COME DOWN HERE AND SAY THAT TO MY FACE? Then someone throws a knife and the entire room explodes into chaos and magic, People are letting loose gouts of flames and lightning. Two or three people fly up in the air and start telekinetically tossing chairs around. A dimensional portal opens up and a dozen tentacles suck someone inside.
1: Oh god, dive under the table. Follow Mason.
0: We could have just robbed a gas station. The attendants never do this. They did say it was high stakes, Lowry. You knew what you signed up for. You hear a tremendous roar. And when you peek out from under the tablecloth, you see a triceratops in the middle of the room. It seems frightened and confused. All right, guys, move your knees. Go, 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 to the exit. We make a beeline for the door as fast as we can crawl. You guys scurry and crawl for your lives. Reach the door and let yourselves out. The guard from earlier is just standing there, and he makes eye contact with you. Straighten myself out, flatten my robes. On the other side of the door, you hear a calamitous thump, 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 thump crash. Sounds like the dinosaur made a run for it. Pardon me. Where are your restrooms? The guard says... Aren't you supposed to stay in the bingo hall? I don't believe that there's any rule that says as such, and nor were there rules saying the guards are required to survive. Point at him with finger guns. Don't make me shoot you. The guard points down the hall. Thank you, my good man. I hustle down the hall. Thank you. Whatever they're paying you, it's not enough. And away you guys go, towards your true destiny and target, Lord Bone Smells Magic Bones.